We're joined by Nikki Robotham, who is author, speaker, and uh, elegant power and intuitive wellness coach. And uh, we've had her before on the show. I know you know. Uh, so joining us again today is uh, Nikki to find out about this particular uh, finding flow topic. How are you today, Nikki? So good in yourself, Asanda. I'm good. Thank you so much. And this is, I mean, according to research you've done, and then you compiled a book that's seven steps to finding flow. And we'll talk about what tips you have for us. But let's start in terms of modern day stress. We're saying it's become pervasive in in all aspects of our lives. What are some of the stressful things we deal with now that were not challenges maybe in yesteryears? Absolutely. And it's under just to that point, that statistic that you quoted was before COVID, before the pandemic. Mm. And so my sense is it's actually gotten worse since the pandemic because I think a lot of people didn't really have the tools to be able to cope with stress. And I think it's a very different world now where everyone's almost in that anxiety mode to try and catch up over the last two and a half years. And so I think it's become even more challenging. But going back to your thoughts with stress, Hmm. stresses don't even have to happen to us in order for us to have a stress response. So it's so important to understand that it's the small things like our thoughts, our reactions to how we think people are going to be acting, that email that's coming in, what we're thinking in traffic, anything that makes us not feel safe within our bodies, whether it be mentally, emotionally, or physically, all of those come down to stresses. And there can be chemical ones as well that put a load on our body. But really, when you think about it that way, that it's anything that doesn't make you feel safe in your body. And that can be a perception of a lack of safety as well. And we see that everywhere at the moment. Mm. I'm going to need to speed up my process because I'm currently reading uh, Embrace Your Elegant Power by you. So I need to <laughs> finish that so I can get to seven <laughs> steps to finding flow. I'm so slow there. But but let's talk, I mean, and, and you say, I think you mentioned that, that we only pay attention when illness strikes, when it comes to stress. We don't tune in. To, to read yeah. into the messages that our bodies are sending us. So let's talk about those messages when they are still whispers before they become screams. What do we look out Absolutely. for? Absolutely. Well, it can be the small things, like when you're craving something. Um, those are messages that your body is needing either nutrients or support to be able to heal. But those small things that we see coming through, like repeat illness, deep fatigue, all of those are those whispers that are asking us to slow down and rest. And we need to give our bodies what it needs in the present moment in order to keep healing and keep going. Mm. But for so long, and especially I'm seeing it now in 2022, where people think that our worthiness is attached to what we do or how much we do, rather than actually how we show up. So to that point, if we really start to honor our energy as the most important foundation in our lives, how resilient we're feeling, Mm. that's where we can tune into how we're actually feeling on a moment-to-moment basis. But it's all of those small things, like if you're repeatedly getting sick, that's your body asking you to slow down and rest and recover. You know, you look back 10, 15 years ago, we used to take time to heal from an illness. Now we think we can pop a pill, get an antibiotic, go to the doctor, and we should be back in the game the next day. Unfortunately, that's not how our bodies work. Our bodies mm. haven't, you know, just decided that they must be always on and super productive. But those small signs coming through, I mean, I had digestive issues. I had tension locked into my back, neck, and shoulders. I was holding my breath. Those were all small signs mm. that I was holding tension within my body. I, was, I wasn't releasing the stress within my body. 
and I, I was really locking it into my body as well. Um, because if we don't, what we don't move through and what we don't let go and release from our bodies, unfortunately, then settles in and comes back with dividends. So what do we learn then from the book, Seven Steps to Finding Flow? Of course, you're not going to tell us all of it, but uh, what will it help <laughs> us navigate? <laughs> I think that the biggest thing for me through all of the conversations I've had and in writing the book, because it is through my lived experience that I wanted to share mm. to help others come to realizations maybe more easily and sooner than I did. Mm. But really for me, the biggest thing here is understanding and creating an awareness of what your story is about stress in your life. We have to understand the stories that we tell ourselves, how we talk to ourselves about that stress and how we justify it. Because what I ask everyone to do, because everyone's situation is different and there's no one path for everyone, is Mm -hmm. understand whether or not the story you're telling yourself really still serves you. I used to think that everyone else's validation outside of myself, and I often joke that it was, I used to say that I was chasing gold stars, and mm. um, was the thing that kept me running after my delivery. You know, I was, the more I deliver, the more I was going to become worse. And this is a theme I bring into the second book as well. But the biggest thing is I have to take a step back and go, if I'm not putting myself at the center as my own North Star around what's important to me, I'm going to keep running after what everyone else wants in my life. And then I'm going to meet everyone else's agenda other than my own. Mm. And that was where I started to really give up my own authority for myself. Um, and that's really what put me in a stress hole in terms of the impact on my health. So for me, the biggest thing is create an awareness around where stress is showing up in your life. Where, do you, where does your energy feel like a tightly clenched fist as opposed to a gently unfurling hand? And that's a sign where you need to really sit down, journal, do the work for yourself. And that's why there's journal prompts at the end of every chapter. It's almost like a workbook. Mm. So you can actually start to own all of those stories that you're telling yourself within your life about your stress and question whether or not they serve you. How do we build that support for those who are close to us when it comes to dealing with stress? Because, I mean, I imagine it's going to be important um, Mm. that, that... Yes, we surround ourselves in the right environments, but also be mindful of the people around us and the, those yes. that we play a role in, in terms of their lives and how we support them. How should we do that? So I think the biggest thing, well, other than buying them a copy of Seven Steps to Finding Flow, yeah. that's a great <laughs> way to support them, um, because, because of the journal prompts, because you have to self-reflect on this journey. Mm. But if you're in someone, you know, for someone in your life, for me, the biggest thing you can do is ask. And then listen without trying to fix them. Because often what we just need is the ability to to let all of our thoughts out without someone else or feeling like someone else is judging us. I kept quiet on my journey for so long because I felt that I would be judged. Mm. Because I thought I was letting myself down. There was a deep shame around my body not coping with what my head thought I had to be getting done in order to be successful. And the more I actually talked about it, the more I shared it um, and got over all of that and just actually released all of that emotion from my body, from my cells, if I can call it that, I could just feel my body exhaling. But then that's why for me the important thing is to listen without judgment and without trying to fix because a person actually needs to come to that conclusion, obviously unless they ask for advice. But often it's a deep-seated awareness they need to build within themselves. Yeah. But so for me, the first thing is ask, help them get through that shame, 
listen without judgment and without trying to fix and then be there to support on the journey because it is, you know, it's a, it's a deeply, deeply sort of vulnerable moment to say, I don't think I'm coping mm. and it's okay. Absolutely. Well, and support. Yeah. Okay, so we can get Embrace Your Elegant Power, that book, uh, but we can also get Seven Steps to Finding Flow. Uh, how do we connect with you on those? Absolutely. The easiest way is through Instagram on at Nikki Robotham. Um, I'm also through my website, which is NikkiRobotham.com. And if you're looking for copies of the book in all good bookstores in South Africa, Take A Lot, Loot, um, they're also available on ebook, Kindle formats and in Audible as well. But my biggest thing is really, you know, you're not alone. So where you're needing day-to-day support, um, I do also have consults that are, that are available as well as digital courses coming out. And I've actually got a masterclass on boundaries of badass coming out shortly um, in August because I think, especially when it comes to stress, that's where we all have boundaries. of Mainly look like smudged chalk marks on the floor as opposed to, you know, a delineation or a barrier around what's okay for us and what's not okay for us. Awesome. I love that topic of boundaries in August. So, (laughs) So that's where people can register as well by connecting on social media, on Instagram with you. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Always great catching up with you, Nikki. Have a great Tuesday. Likewise. Thank you, Sander. My pleasure.